0: Torah calling believers from man's institutions to God's instructions does faith in Yeshua conflict with the temple priests and offerings I'm Tim
1: and I miss many believers see temple worship as something that was not good and needed to be replaced by Yeshua let's talk about
0: it if you didn't know the Torah is the first five books of the Bible understanding and believing the Torah gives context to the rest of the Bible And the Bible is all about Yeshua the Messiah. Mm -hmm. You can email us at redpiltorah at gmail.com. Find us at our website, www.redpiltorah.com. Follow us on redpiltorah.podbean.com. On Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, YouTube, or wherever you hear your favorite podcasts. We love to hear from you.
1: And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And a big shalom to our listeners in New York and Sweden. Listen out for Red Pill Torah on a radio station near you. Red Pill Torah is an outreach ministry of B'nai Ephraim Messianic Ministries and Assembly.
0: So, Miss, since we've been applying the instructions of the Torah to our lives and talking about it to other people, what is the biggest concern that believers seem to have?
1: I would say animal sacrifices. Hmm. Many people find it pretty barbaric and antiquated. And to be honest, I did too. Being a city girl... And having grown up in church, I didn't think that it was for today, and I doubted that I could do those sacrifices even if I had to. I felt relieved that Yeshua paid the ultimate price, so I wouldn't have to.
0: Uh, You do get a little queasy when I kill bugs, Mama. Yeah. But now you have a better understanding of what the sacrifices are about. Is that right?
1: That's right, Daddy. Uh, When we study the scriptures, it is absolutely true that Yeshua paid the price for our sins through His sacrificial death. And there's more. And we'll talk about that more a little later. But, yeah, people believe that living a Torah lifestyle means that they might have to sacrifice animals in their backyard. (laughs) Well, no worries. Doing that is not required. In fact, it's actually prohibited.
0: So there's no bones in the backyard?
1: Nope, there are no bones in the backyard, Daddy.
0: But, Miss, I'm sure those bones put nutrients in the soil and they probably add a nice meat flavor to the vegetables as they grow. (laughs) Maybe a few bones on the side, just for seasoning.
1: Daddy, one of our listeners might forget (laughs) that we're joking here. Okay. To be clear, we have no bones in our yard, and we don't do animal sacrifices around our home.
0: Mm, Okay, okay. But hey, no one who follows the Elohim of Israel's instructions would have bones from animal sacrifices around their home. That's right. But where would they get these ideas? When we read the Bible, at times, we may misunderstand what's being said because we take it from our own 21st century perspective. Hey, okay, let's talk about the book of Hebrews in the New Testament. There's some confusion about what's written in Hebrews, and Hebrews is frequently used to rebut the Torah, especially the parts that cover temple worship, the priesthood, and the offerings.
1: Hebrews was written in the late 60s A.D., according to most scholars. We aren't certain who wrote it, but we can infer that the writers had a detailed knowledge of the Torah, Hebrew temple worship, and the ministry of Yeshua our Messiah. Modern Greek scholars have identified some instances in the King James Bible and other translations where the translation shows some doctrinal bias and added words that do not appear in the Greek manuscripts. Still, the main themes are clear in Hebrews.
0: One of those themes is that Yeshua is superior to angels. Hebrews chapter 1, reading from verse 4 says, He, and that is Yeshua, has become much better than angels, and the name Elohim has given him is superior to theirs. For to which of the angels did Elohim say, You are my son, today I have become your father? Also, Elohim never said of any angel, I will be his father and he will be my son. And again, when Elohim brings his firstborn into the world, he says, let all Elohim's angels worship him.
1: Amen. So, Daddy, we definitely agree that Yeshua is greater than angels. Amen. Hebrews chapter 2 also identifies Yeshua as our high priest. Reading from verse 17, it says, this is why Yeshua had to become like his brothers in every respect so that he might become a merciful and faithful Kohen Gadol, or High Priest, in the service of Elohim, making a Kaparah, or covering, for the sins of the people. For since he himself suffered death when he was put to the test, he is able to help those who are being tested now.
0: Yeshua is our High Priest, mm-hmm. and he is greater than even Moshe. Hebrews chapter 3, verses 2 and 3 say, Yeshua was faithful to Elohim who appointed him just as Moshe was faithful in all Elohim's house But Yeshua deserves more honor than Moshe just as the builder of the house Deserves more honor than the house
1: Not only is Yeshua greater than Moshe the book of Hebrew teaches us that Yeshua's priesthood After the order of Melchizedek is greater than Aaron's line of priests That's in chapter 7 verses 15 through 28. Chapter 8 continues with teaching about the superiority of what many believers call the New Covenant. If you've been with us for a while, you know that many English Bibles say new, but the Hebrew scriptures use the word chadash, which Hebrew scholars translate as renewed. Many have built an entire doctrine off of a translation that is close, but a little off the mark.
0: As we learn the ways of Jehovah Elohim, we learn that he is perfect. His renewed covenant is a representation of what we call the Mosaic covenant with even better promises. All praises to the most high. Amen. We don't have to die for breaking the instructions of the renewed covenant, which are the same instructions we were given in the Mosaic covenant. Also, Jehovah himself will write his Torah on our hearts and we will all know him. Those promises are so much better now that Yeshua has paid the penalty that we deserve.
1: The book of Hebrews spells out the members of the Faith Hall of Fame. Chapter 11 mentions several believers in the Tanakh who remained strong in faith even without seeing what they believed for in many cases. Hebrews continues by urging us to persevere in faith just like the people in the Faith Hall of Fame. Tim, as we look at the book of Hebrews overall, I can see how some believers understand it to be doing away with inferior practices. It's a lot easier to see Hebrews that way if you don't use the Torah and history as context to understand the message.
0: Mama, earlier you said that the book of Hebrews was written in the late 60s A.D., is Mm -hmm. that right? Mm -hmm. Well, we also know that the temple in Jerusalem was destroyed in 70 A.D. With the destruction of the temple, the center of life and worship for the remnant in Judea was gone. Remember that sacrifices could only be brought to the temple, not in people's backyards. The major offerings, the ceremonies, the Moedim or holy times, all of those could no longer be carried out as Elohim instructed.
1: The book of Hebrews is prophetic, and it was a blessing to the remnant of Judea. It reminded them that even though their ways of worship were over, the object of their worship was still available to them
0: Amen.
1: the object of their worship is yeshua messiah daddy we now know that yeshua is written about throughout the entire torah and the tanakh known as the old testament and there is no conflict between him and the temple worship the apostle paul in acts chapter 21 verses 17 through 26 participated in temple worship rituals to show the Jews that he did not teach against the Torah. Even Paul did not condemn temple worship as
0: obsolete. We know that Yeshua is the only sacrifice needed for sin. We also know that animals were killed in the temple service for reasons other than sin. Offerings were made to get Elohim's attention and to thank him for blessings. These animals were slaughtered, they were grilled, and often eaten by the offerer and the priests as a meal of fellowship before Jehovah, These offerings were also a source of food for the priests and their families. Think of them more like what the prodigal son's father did when his son returned. He had a calf slaughtered and prepared as food for a celebration.
1: The temple in Jerusalem was destroyed, just as Yeshua prophesied in Matthew chapter 24, verse two. First Corinthians, Chapter 6 verse 19 teaches us that our bodies are the temple of the Ruach HaKodesh. I know I can get an M.A.N. on that, right? Amen. Still, in Ezekiel chapters 40 through 48, we read about someone measuring a future temple to be built in Jerusalem. Ezekiel mentions priests and Levites serving in Ezekiel chapter 48 verses 11 and 12. Now, Daddy, my question is, Since Yeshua is superior to animal offerings, angels, Moshe, and the Aaronic priesthood, why does the scripture include prophecies of a temple, priests, and offerings as a future occurrence? Why prophesy about a future temple structure when the need for temples is done away with? Why would Elohim make perpetual covenants? to preserve the Aaronic priesthood if the offerings are done away with?
0: Well, Mama, those are really good questions. Surely our Elohim would not give the prophet Ezekiel a vision of a future temple that will never be built. Right. Surely he would not speak of Aaronic priests always being present to minister before him if their services were no longer required. The temple, the Aaronic priesthood, and the offerings are types and shadows of the work of the Messiah. And the same is true of Passover, unleavened bread, first fruits, and Shavuot, the spring holy times. Yet they are perpetual ordinances before Jehovah, even though the Messiah brought them to a fuller meaning. Maybe the reason for the temple's destruction wasn't because it was unnecessary. Hmm.
1: Well, we now know the history of stubbornness and disobedience that our people Israel had demonstrated. We know that. All of the tribes were forcibly removed from the land, just as Moshe said it would happen if we didn't obey Elohim's instructions. Mm -hmm. The remnant in Judea rejected the Messiah, and they were the last citizens of Israel to be forcibly removed from the land. In the process, their temple was completely destroyed. Now, since they rejected Messiah, their trusted methods of connecting with Jehovah were taken away. They had no way to reach the Most High, except through faith in the way He provided, His Messiah. Since Abraham, our connection to Jehovah has been through faith. Amen. Maybe Israel trusted too much in the rituals they could see, but not in the Elohim they could not see.
0: So, what would you do if you discovered that the way you live your life and some of your beliefs were out of line with God's instructions? Would you take the blue pill and embrace the belief that Elohim gave instructions then changed his mind, sending Yeshua to undo what he had implemented? Or would you take the red pill
1: and see the perfection in Jehovah's plan and instructions, despite our shortcomings? Only you can answer that question. The book of Hebrews highlights the superiority of Yeshua. That is an absolute truth.
0: Amen, Mama. Our challenge comes when we try to impose either-or thinking on the Most Highest planes. Yeshua was greater than the temple when he went there in keeping with the law, which he himself wrote. Yeshua's parents gave the required offerings at the temple for the sinless son of Elohim. Elohim did not rebuke Yeshua's parents for giving the offering at the temple. John the Baptist was the rightful high priest when Yeshua started his public ministry. Mm -hmm. John admitted that he wasn't worthy to baptize Yeshua But remember Yeshua's answer to John in Matthew 3.16? Yeshua said, Let it be done now, because we should do everything righteousness requires. Yeshua allowed himself to be baptized by a priest.
1: Faith in Yeshua does not contradict or conflict with the temple, the Aaronic priesthood, or the offerings. When it comes to salvation, the Elohim of Israel has always been the object of saving faith. That has not changed since Father Abraham, and it continued through the times of the temple worship and to this day.
0: It didn't change when the temple was destroyed and all of Israel was scattered throughout the nations. Maybe the temple's destruction forced us to look beyond the rituals to the Savior. Shame on us for losing sight of the Savior and elevating the temple. That's our mistake, and we repent.
1: Amen, Daddy. We repent and we stretch our arms to the author and finisher of our faith. Only Yeshua can save. No one else has salvation. Well, that's all we have time for. Review the scriptures we discussed today. And thank you for listening to Red Pill Torah where you can
0: handle the truth.